Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. DeRozan and Vucevic to the Lakers for Russ in those two firsts. And make the 27 unprotected, make the 29 top five protected. If you're the Lakers, if you're going to keep Davis, which I think is insane, but it seems like they're going to. If you're going to have LeBron, LeBron's already putting out all these feelers for, uh, yeah, you know, you don't want to waste a great year for me. Um, and the West is wide open, so you can talk yourself into it. What happens to Poinka if the trade doesn't work? He gets fired. He's going to get fired anyway. DeRozan and Vooch to the Lakers for Russ and two firsts, one lightly protected. That's Bill Simmons of The Ringer, making up trades. And, okay, sounds stuff you do. Here's how you might go about it. Both teams suck. And then, then after that came a report from Zach Lowe of ESPN that the Lakers have had internal discussions about DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic. All right. Well, now it gets interesting. Much more interesting than the Bulls. Much more interesting than the Bulls at the end of games, anyways. So let's talk about them. You hear them on this year radio station. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Last night they went to they went to the Bay Area and the defending champions. They played that team of the Warriors and Steph Curry and Bulls lost 119-111. It was a usual crap. Fall behind early, 19-point deficit, try to erase it. Come back, come back real close. Bad defense a good against a good passing team. Pantsed in the three-pointers. And then sucking in the clutch. And like that, you devolve into a 9-13 team and you're in 12th place. So to try to make sense of what happened with the interesting stuff before the game, we are going to go to the score hotline. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We will go to the co-host of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast every Friday, a new edition, co-hosted with Stacey King. He's Mark Schanowski. Mark, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Steve. Hey, I know that uh, you can put on your old reporter hats. I'm going to give you a scoop today, all right? Okay, okay. 
Um, Stacy King and I, there's going to be a formal announcement next week, but Stacy King and I are bringing our podcast to the score and Odyssey. It's going to be available on the Odyssey app starting next week. So we're, we're excited to join forces, get some uh, better promotion and distribution, and hopefully uh, help this podcast grow even bigger than it is right now. Well, it is a terrific. Oh, look at that. Hey, I get some wow. applause. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, I figured I'd break my own news because I've been talking to Mitch and we're, we're figuring out when we're going to announce it. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to come on with Steve, I might as well break my own news, right? Yeah, you're, that way you can trust the source. Sources have told me in my sleep, <laughs> that kind of thing. Outstanding. Exactly right. That yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's a very entertaining podcast, and it is. And this is a difficult proposition. What you saw, what we saw, the Bulls do, I will get to in a moment. But the interesting stuff was before the game. Was the talk of the Bulls making a trade and talking about DeRozan and Vucevic, the Zach Lowe report of the Lakers having internal discussions, meaning nothing exactly has happened between the teams, but the Lakers are talking about this. And then Billy Donovan changes the starting lineup because it's not so good trying to send messages. So take them in whatever order you want, but give us your thoughts on this, Mark. Well, let's start with the Bulls, first of all. I think that this was a long time in coming. I think that Billy has been very upset over the slow starts this team has gotten off to, and I thought that playing Golden State with their outstanding perimeter shooters was the perfect time to try to go with a, with a smaller, uh, more switchable lineup. He put Javante Green in the starting lineup along with Alex Caruso, hoping to slow down the Warriors. Now, they did a good job on Steph Curry in the first half, but then Jordan Poole came off the bench and scored 14 points in the first quarter. So, you know, with, with Golden State, it's kind of pick your poison. So uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how long Billy is going to stick with this lineup shift. Uh, Patrick Williams, after the game, told reporters that he was kind of anticipating this was going to come. So, you know, there, there was obviously some talk within the group that we got to do something to get off to better starts. Uh, and unfortunately, it didn't work. You know, they gave up 33 points in the first quarter, or 35, excuse me, in the first quarter, and they were playing catch-up ball, you know, the rest of the night. They did cut it to one and then Draymond Green, of all people, hit a three to kind of open it up again. But, um, yeah, slow starts have been a problem. Lack of three-point shooting has been a problem. And, you know, there's no easy answers to that, especially the three-point issue. They got outscored from the three-point line 20-9 to nine last night. That's a huge difference when you only lose the game by a few points. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, AK was talking about trying to add shooting in the offseason. They were not able to do that. And now – if, if the losing record continues on into 2023, then I think they're going to have to take a hard look at the roster and decide, can we move forward with this or are we going to have to make some radical changes? And that's why all these rumors are coming up about the Lakers because the Lakers have been scouring the league trying to find some more shooters. Uh, it would be ironic if they made a trade for DeRozan because he never shoots threes. You know, they're looking for, for guys that can open up the, open up the uh, lane for AD and LeBron. And, uh, you know, he's a mid-range guy, totally. So, I don't think he's an ideal fit for him. We've heard talk of them trying to get Buddy Heald from the Indiana Pacers. That seems to make more sense. They need another uh, three-point shooter to kind of open things up for them. You know, uh, I watched the Lakers game against Milwaukee last night, and and they were running screen and roll with uh, LeBron and and Anthony Davis over and over and over again. And the Bucs, who are among the league leaders in defense, were powerless to stop it. You add a shooter alongside those two guys, you've got something going. I mean, everybody's writing off the Lakers – but when you still when you have two of the top ten players in the world, you're still dangerous. So if they if they can make a really good trade 
they could move up the, the ladder in the West pretty quickly. They're seven and two in their last nine games, and the West is kind of bunched up right now. So all the people who are you know shoveling dirt on the Lakers might might want to wait a little while. My guest is Mark Shanowski, co-host with Stacey King of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast, coming to Odyssey, the umbrella that this very radio station, Chicago Sports Radio 670, is uh, is under. And that'll be a terrific thing when that podcast gets here and gets on our website. But if they're, okay, DeRozan shoots twos. And, and right. you know, he'd be a great player in 1974, but this isn't that. <laughs> Now, Vooch, having his name in there, and they're looking to dump, I guess, the Westbrook. You bring up Westbrook's name because he played for, for Donovan and Oklahoma City. However you want to go about it, whatever you're looking to dump salaries and the money's talks. But Vooch is shooting threes better than he did last year when he was, it was tremendous sucking. Not as good as his career average, but close enough. And when you talk about making him attractive to the Lakers or a three-point shooter, someone could step out. Is that enough? Does that do it? Does that get that kind of deal done? Or is is that just, that's not enough? You need a 40%, 40% shooter from three. Well, the problem for any team that's going to be willing to take on Westbrook is his contract. He's making close to like $48 million this year. So any team over the cap has to match salaries within 15%. That's why you, Bill Simmons threw out the DeRozan and Vucevic because you'd have to combine those two salaries to get up to Russ's $48 million. So they couldn't just do a Vucevic or Westbrook trade. The money wouldn't work. And that's a problem the Lakers have found with just about any team they've talked to. They'll have to take multiple players back, and a, and a team that's taken on Westbrook really is looking at that as a salary dump. You know, he's at the part of his career now. He's still, he's still a, pr- a very good player, but... Uh, you know, he, he seems to always rub people raw, you know, with his attitude and, and some of his antics on the court. And I think that, you know, he's gone from team to team over the last few years. Any team that trades for Westbrook, they're not getting him to say, oh, we added Russell Westbrook, a top 75 player of all time. They're looking at it strictly as a salary dump, that this is the last year of his contract. They get that $48 million off their books, and then they can go into free agency next year. So you're not really trying to improve your basketball team by getting Westbrook. You're basically just trying to clear the decks for some summer maneuvering and free agency. So you're a 12th place team. You're the Bulls yeah. in an improved East and you only, you're not improved. You didn't improve. You didn't get shooting. You didn't, you're not, you didn't improve your roster to play the modern game. And Lonzo Ball, the linchpin to all this isn't coming through that door anytime soon, Rick Pitino. So right. he, may ne- he may not come back again. At what point is I think it's late for the Bulls. At what point do you think it's late for the Bulls? Well, I think any trade that they could make today, they could make you know closer to the February 9th deadline. So I don't think there's a sense of urgency. The only thing, of course, would impact is if somebody got hurt, then, of course, you couldn't move them. But I think right now they're going to ride out the month of December, and, and when we uh, flip over to 2023, I think that's when the front office will take a hard look and see where they stand in the Eastern Conference and what their options are in terms of trades. I think that the, the schedule does lighten up in December. Uh, the analytics show that the Bulls have played the hardest schedule in the NBA to this point, which partially explains the 9-13, and 13, but not totally. Uh, they have eight home games coming up in the month of December against teams that they you know, should match up fairly well against. If they have a good month of December and you know, they're, they're a game or two over 500, then maybe they look to add. Maybe they look to find a shooter somewhere to, to try to balance out this roster and make a run at the playoffs. If the losing continues and you're seven or eight games under 500 by January 1, 
and I think all options are on the table. Vucevic is in the final year of his contract. Um, there have been reports that the Bulls have had some discussions with his representatives about an extension, but those have not gone very far because Vooch is at the point in his career where he wants one more long-term contract, and the Bulls are in a situation where they may not want to give that. So he may be a guy that's a trade candidate because of contractual reasons, even above and beyond what's going on on the basketball court. The Lakers could be a destination for Vooch because he can shoot the three. Uh, how they would make the money work would, would be a challenge, but uh, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. You could always put multiple players into a deal and then bring him over to L.A. Um, you know, Anthony Davis has always said he prefers to play the power forward spot, and he's been a monster. He had 44 points last night, a couple of key block shots. Uh, he is he's back, but with with Anthony, you always worry about when's that next injury coming. I mean, he's he's had so many injuries over the last five years that uh, it's really dampened what what should be you know potentially a Hall of Fame career. It's just too many injuries, but when he's healthy, he is a top ten player in the league. That voice belongs to Mark Chernowski, ABC Channel 7 reporter, but most notably for this radio station, this Odyssey station, he's a co-host of the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast with Stacey King. Mark broke his own damn news earlier this, <laughs> this interview that he and Stacey will be moving that podcast to the Odyssey platform, and we're thrilled to have him. Okay, last night, all right, the Bulls lost, but... The, no, the news was the starting lineup was different, even if the result wasn't. The starting lineup, all of a sudden, it's Javante Green and Alex Caruso instead of Io and Patrick Williams. And what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I, I don't really think that it's going to make a major change. I mean, it's the same personality. You're just shuffling when, when they play and when they don't. The key thing a lot of Bulls fans are watching is the development of Patrick Williams. You know, you look at some of the guys – who have left and have played better in, in their new locations, namely Lowry Markkinen, who's playing like an all-star in Utah, Wendell <laughs> Carter Jr. is uh, playing really well with Orlando. And you look at that and you wonder, what, what are the issues? Is it, is it the development staff, which was really has been beefed up under Arturis, but you know they have not been able to fully develop a lot of these high draft picks, and, that, and that's been a real issue for the Bulls. Patrick Williams played better during the month of November, but there still are times when when he's on the court and, and you don't really notice him. You know, you think for a guy who was number four overall pick in the draft, he should have an impact on the game, you know, throughout his stay out there on both ends of the court. And a lot of times he kind of floats and stands in the corner because, you know, DeRozan and Levine have the ball in their hands most of the time. I think fans are waiting for a breakout from Williams. And, you know, the funny thing about him is he, he almost thinks too much about where his game and where he stands in the league. I think they should put a – you know, a psychiatrist's uh, couch in front of his locker instead of a chair because he's always <laughs> self-analyzing after every game. And I think, I think you know, you've seen this with other athletes, Steve. Some guys just think too much. They're too hard on themselves, and it really impacts their ability to play at their best. And, I, and I'm, I'm afraid that Patrick might be one of those guys. He did, play, he did play better in November, and he certainly has the physical traits to be a very good NBA player. But to this point, there's something holding him back. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons being thrown out there, but – this is his third season in the league now, and I think the Bulls front office and coaching staff is waiting for him to really break out. I mean, Billy said last night after the game that the reason for the switch was he wants him to be more aggressive offensively, and he thinks playing with a reserve group on the second unit, he'll get more shot attempts, and maybe that'll bring out you know, a more scores mentality in Patrick. But we, you know, until he shows it on a consistent basis, it's all just uh, 
you know, hypothetical situation. Well, it's something to be said for there won't be there won't be bigger names on the other line. He could be the biggest name. He could be one right. of them. And, 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 yeah. and it can't hurt. At this point, it can't hurt. Otherwise, you're looking at a bull's apocalypse where you go, oh, my God, this is all collapsing and nothing can save it. And and the guys who are going to get their shots are going to get their shots. They're going to take their shots. So I don't have a problem with Billy doing that. I don't know if it was a sign of the bull's apocalypse to you. You're just you, you believe December's a, a time of hope. Yeah, I think there's a chance because, the, the, yeah, the schedule's favorable. And, you know, they've got this West Coast trip out of the way. You know, they're going to finish up a six-game trip in Sacramento uh, tomorrow night. So after that, you know, they'll be spending a lot of time at the United Center. And, and you hope that that can get them more consistency, more practice time, and a chance to see if this new lineup can pay some dividends. You know, moving Patrick to that second group, he'll be playing with Goran Dragic and Andre Drummond and Javante Green and Io. So none of those guys are what you call shoot-first guys. So I think Patrick has the opportunity to get some shots. The key, though, is, is they, they have to find a more consistent defensive effort as well. You know, they, they, they rank 10th in the NBA in defensive efficiency, but there have been notable periods where, you know, they've given up too many shots at the three-point line, too many easy looks. And the three-point shot rules in today's NBA, and, you know, because of the fact that they're giving up so many points in that equation from the opponent's threes made to theirs, it, it really hurts them. They have to make up those points at the free throw line and the mid-range, and those are tougher points to get. Mark, I appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on, and great news. Thanks for breaking news right here on Saturday. <laughs> Steve, always enjoy talking with you, and uh, we're looking forward to a great association with the score and Odyssey. And obviously, I know you always encourage people to download the free Odyssey app, so we will add uh, our voices to that as well. Yes, I will tell them to. Thanks again, Mark. Mark. All right, Mark Steve. Shinowski. Happy Mark holidays Shino- to you. You too. You too. Mark Shinowski, co-host of what he's talking about, the Odyssey app. Download it. Dang it. It has. It will have. Give me the hot sauce podcast. Mark Shinowski and Stacy King talking hoops. It will come to Odyssey. Terrific stuff. Stacy's great. Mark, you just heard great analysis, great knowledge. Just rolls on, makes you smarter. So we'll see if Paul Sullivan can make us smarter. What to make of the steroid Supreme Court, as he called it. That will be coming up at baseball's winter meetings. Who gets into the Hall of Fame and who gets traded or signed or what happens at the winter meetings It's all this weekend? We will talk with Sully from the Tribune after this. This is Saturday Suckage, and I'm Steve Rosenberg. Now, life is hard. Am I right? Life is easy. You suck. Yeah. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Concentrating right now on the shortstop situation. That's really the big story. Obviously, if they get any of those big shortstops, that's huge. And catching, they want to get a catcher. I think Vasquez is the guy that they're talking to. It's apparently not going to be Contreras. Never tried to keep him for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, and obviously pitching. You know, every team wants pitching. Yes. Pitching's important. Every team wants pitching. Got a pitch. That's when the game starts with pitchers. Welcome in. Welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. With a lot of help and a lot of company. Coming up. Later on in this hour, another serving of Studzinski and meatball, Meatballs and a cultural zeitgeist moment. 
uh, and some history behind that. But first, I want to read a letter. It was addressed to, this was, re, this was tweeted out by Amanda Kashubi on Twitter, and I don't know why you wouldn't follow my queen, the editrix of the sports section at the Chicago Tribune. She tweeted out this letter that she got a couple weeks ago. Dear Chicago Tribune, where is Paul Sullivan? This is, by the way, is a handwritten letter in ink on lined paper. This is old school as it gets. Where is Paul Sullivan? Please tell me he is on extended vacation and not retired or moved to better surroundings. We have had home delivery for as long as I can remember, and his is the first column I read. Please get that man back to work. Signed, a woman named Barbara, to which Amanda Kashubi responded, Sorry to worry you, Barbara. That man is back to work. And she also added that coming to the Tribune sports section will be a calendar of reporters' vacation dates. He's back from vacation. He is joining me back on the score. He's Paul Sullivan. Hi, Sully. Welcome back. People were worried about you. Wow. That's a... That's my audience there, the uh, handwriting uh, people, people that still write letters <laughs> and <It means laughs> don't so know how to more. email. <laughs> it means so much more. Yeah, it means so much yeah. more. Yeah, and, and the letters go to the Freedom Center, which, you know, I never go to. So they sit in the mailbox for like a couple months, and, and they'll eventually send me a batch of mail. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, right. Barbara. Yeah. Sully's joining me on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So you wrote this week, the, the Supreme Court, the steroid Supreme Court, will cons- and so Chicago is all over this as yeah. the, the steroid era goes on trial with the Contemporary Era Committee. That's the name the Hall of Fame gave it, overlooked by baseball writers, players who come into this. So... Who are some of the judges and who are some of the contestants that would be of most interest in something that will be announced tomorrow? Well, it's a 16-member panel that was chosen by the Hall of Fame, and there's a lot of illustrious names in there. Um, Theo, Kenny Williams, uh, Frank Thomas, Greg Maddox, Ryan Sandberg, Lee Smith, um, Kim Eng. Uh, a lot of people that uh, either worked here or, you know, started out here. Um, and, of course, the ballot uh, they'll be citing has got uh, some of the premier steroid, uh, alleged steroid users of the uh, era, including Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Palmero. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be really uh, interesting to see how this goes. Uh, some people seem to think that the the committee has been stacked against the uh, steroid guys so that they won't get in. But uh, until we see the vote, we really uh, can't say. Well, when you see, when, when I saw, and you had the same thought, just starting with Frank Thomas and Ryan Sandberg, Sandberg's yeah. Hall of Fame speech was notably doing it the right way. Frank has railed regularly against people who are, who, who took the needle or something like that. I could see why yeah. they they believe that. I don't know. I, and yet there was Greg Maddox on the show on Inside the Clubhouse with David Hahn and Bruce Levine earlier today saying 
he's going in with an open mind, and in fact, his mind has been changed on a, on a, or was changed on a player that he went in thinking one thing, he came out thinking another. So how would you handicap this? Well, I don't think they're going to get in um, on this ballot, at least. You, you need five anti, five no votes. You have to get 12 votes to get in out of uh, 16. So you need basically five to say no. And I'm just off the top of my head thinking, you know, Rhino and Frank or no, um, Jack Morris, the Tigers guy, who's like a grade A curmudgeon, I would say he's a no. So that's three right there. Um, and, uh, you know, so it only takes a couple more, uh, you know, without going over the whole committee and guessing which ones, which way they'd go. I would say that it wouldn't be that hard to find two other people that would vote against him. Um, I wouldn't expect one to be Theo because Theo won a couple World Series with Manny Ramirez and David. Yeah, Ortiz. and brought him back to the Cubs as a coach. I mean, as the minor league coach, um, hitting yeah. instructor. So, yeah, he seems like a second chance guy. So, um, so yeah, I would these... say he would probably be okay with it. Bonds, uh, I'm not sure about Kenny Williams. What do you think about him? I I don't know. I'd be surprised if he were in favor of it, but um, I was surprised if he would vote to endorse that. But yeah, football with a you know baseball guy with a football mentality, anything goes. It's all about winning, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I don't know which way he'd go. I'm not. I don't. He did. He and, did uh, bring in Canseco when I was covering the team back in the. I don't know, like a couple decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> I did bring Canseco in before before Canseco admitted to the, all the steroid use, but certainly at a point where we all thought that he was, you know, doing it. So Barnes, Clemens, Palmero, did you at any point or how often did you vote for them when you had the chance? No, I, I didn't vote for any of them. Um, in fact, I, I looked at the ballot. There's, I think, eight guys on it. And the only one I could remember voting for was Albert Bell. Even that one was you know, kind of a hold-your-nose vote because uh, I, I did think he was probably the best right-handed hitter of for an entire decade almost, uh, him and Frank probably. Uh, but obviously he, didn't, he was never going to have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame because he pissed off too many voters. And yeah. he's just kind of a you know nasty person, which I would think the same for Schilling, who's on the ballot. But I, I think Schilling will get in because uh, – I think they'll overlook his, his, I don't know, idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Oh, look at the eccentricities, his uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. I had never voted for him, but I could see that, you know, he was at least a borderline candidate and he, you know, did have some great playoff, one of the best playoff pitchers probably ever. Yeah. I often, I often looked at Schilling as, and I would think, if you if you cut out the noise and just look at him, um, I thought he was that so much Jack Morris in him, of a guy. Yeah. I wanted him to have the ball. I wanted him in a big game. I didn't. Whatever needed to be done, it would be one fewer run yeah. than the other team had. I loved that about Kurt Schilling. I loved that and respected that about Jack Morris. I don't know if the comparison. And I'm not talking outside yeah. the white lines, but I thought they were similar guys. And so Morris would be. Yeah. I don't know if Morris hates seeing somebody like that that I would compare to him or likes it. 
I don't know. Um, I don't really don't know Jack Morris that well, but just looking at, you know, his, <laughs> the way he was as a player, he was, uh, you know, he was uh, not a pleasant person to deal with. So they, they do have some commonalities there. All right. So the winter meetings are going on and the White Sox are whatever they look for last year. They're still looking for it. Right? Left-handed bat with power. <laughs> a second baseman, whatever else you got, whatever, all the notes from last year still stand, which is rather uh, embarrassing as far as I'm concerned because it seems seems like you don't do anything. Do you expect anything? Do you have any rumors you believe? What, what do you think they should do? Well, they already started with the Clevenger thing, and I think uh, I, I do like Clevenger uh, on a one-year deal. Um, I think it's a you know low risk and... Uh, he hasn't been the same since uh, he left Cleveland, you know, had some injuries, but uh, I think one year you could take him, see how he turns out kind of like uh, this year with Cueto. Um, but yeah, second base, uh, I don't know what they'll do. Um, they have to get somebody. They obviously got rid of Mendick and uh, Harrison and hopefully they don't, you know, try and force feed us with another year of Larry Garcia there. But I don't know, because uh, Han did say at the uh, at the end of the season press conference that uh, he didn't think free agency would really be a way for them to really change the roster that much, and it would be more uh, through trade. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's but, you know, they don't really have the greatest farm system to use in trade. So, um, you know, we also have the, the catching conundrum with Grandal. Uh, you know, what do you expect from him? You really can't get rid of him, I can't imagine, it, with his salary. So 
that's another hole you got to fill. Um, probably their best trade bait, I would think, is Liam Hendricks. And uh, I think he could get you something in return. But then you're trusting Joe Kelly and uh, maybe Graveman to be the uh, closers next year, which is you know, not a really great thing to think about. Uh, <laughs> wow. Look at you being diplomatic. Not a great thing Well, to think you know, about. I mean, Graveman wasn't too bad. He had... But uh, I liked him more in a setup role. Kelly was just awful. So, you know, that was just a bad signing. Well, he was awful at home. He was really good on the road. He was awful at home. Yeah, well, I mean. Unfortunately, you have to play half the game. Unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a tough thing there to, you know. But anyways, I I don't know. I, I, I do think they are kind of deluded and thinking that they don't have to make a whole lot of changes because, you know, what we just saw was really awful, an awful season. And, but uh, I don't think Khan sees it that way. So I think they'll just do some tinkering. Whereas the Cubs, you know, should spend some money like they said they would. We'll see if that happens. The interesting part of the way the Cubs and Jed Hoyer go into this off season and go to the winter meetings is I, everybody still remembers what Carlos Correa said about the Cubs. And it was echoed by Trey Turner. Show me you're serious. He signed with the Twins. A guy dissed the Cubs to go to the Twins because he thought the Twins were closer because he didn't think the Cubs were serious. They hadn't done anything to show him they were serious. They were trying to win, that that was the, with the game they were playing. And the Twins at least had. I don't know if it, the Cubs are capable of that kind of self-reflection, but it seemed like an embarrassment. And then later on in the season, Gordon Whitmire got Trey Turner to say basically the same thing. He said, I, almost as if they both wanted to say, I need someone else to go first to show me how serious you are. Sort of the way, echoing the way John Lester ended up with the Cubs, telling everybody else, this is for real. I'm believing it. Follow me, boys. Do you think that's the case? Do you see? Do you do you think that's the situation they've set up? They're going to have to overpay to make somebody that first signing to come here and show they're serious. Well, if it's Korea, for sure, because he's the best one. I think of the four. Um, I'm not so sure they would have to overpay Dansby Swanson if they got him. He's probably the you know most affordable. I would think. Uh, I don't think Trey Turner's. You know, I, I think he's pretty much going to Philly. If not, then he'll go to some other team that pays him the most. If it was the Cubs, he would go there. Uh, I don't see that happening. So I think it really their their best shots are either uh, Bogarts or uh, um, Dansby. And those are obviously the two least of them. But, uh, you know, they're still both good players, so. Uh, they would still be the, probably the biggest free agent signing of the Jed Hoyer era. So would you Jed Hoyer Justin, is president era. Yeah. Would you sign Justin Verlander if you were the Cubs? I would. I would if it was like just a two-year deal, you know, worth, I don't know, well, after the DeGrom thing yesterday, uh, I'm sure he's going to want at least 40 a year. Um, probably wants one, $1 more than Max Scherzer gets is my guess. <laughs> you no, know, just knowing Verlander and how he doesn't like uh, Scherzer. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, he's still in, amazingly in his prime. 
Uh, and I th- think he's got a couple good years left. Uh, I really was shocked to, that DeGrom got five years, but, uh, you know, I think that'll that's going to change uh, Verlander what he's thinking and probably what Rodon is thinking too. It's like, you know, can you imagine signing Rodon to a five-year deal? He's only had like one really healthy year, um, but someone will. DeGrom hasn't stayed healthy for three years. I wouldn't pay that. As much as I think there's something, I'm not sure I trust how Verlander has stayed the way he has at this advanced stage for pitchers. I, I don't know that I trust it, but but whatever, yeah. he's done it, and he's certainly worth more money to me on a per-year basis than DeGrom because Verlander's shown that he's largely, he's far healthier than DeGrom has been recently. Yeah, uh, DeGrom is always injured, and when he pitches, he's great, but uh, he didn't really pitch that well at the end of last year for you know probably the first Mets team that he's been on that was contending since uh, maybe the 2015 year, the World Series year. So uh, I don't know. I It's just crazy that some, some teams just don't care. They're just going to spend anything and – um, you know, there's going to be a trickle down effect. There usually is, and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just insane. I, I just don't understand it. But that's baseball. Yeah, good. Welcome to the insanity. There you go. And see, if I were the, I Cubs, mean, they are getting a lot of money from uh, some new. I think they just sold one of their uh, tech uh, streaming or something to Disney uh, last week, so they all get another, you know, giant cash flow coming to them. So. It's not that they don't have the money. All all the teams have the money, but you know, you just don't see them wanting to go over the luxury tax. Wow. All right. Well, they demand it after what they've given what the Cubs have done to their fans the last couple of years and refusing to use rebuild and they caps they capsized the season in December when they traded Darvish. You owe it to them. Go overpay. Go into the luxury tax. Overpay. Bring somebody well, bring some guys of credibility here. That's why I asked about Verlander. Kind of, kind I don't of even re- say go over the luxury tax. I'm just saying just get close to it. I mean, <laughs> I can see maybe you don't want to go over it, but they're not anywhere near it anymore. I mean, they've they're way down now. So, but on the other hand, you look at the division, Steve, and is, is anyone else going to do anything? You think the Brewers are going to spend any money, or even the Cardinals? So. No, that's what you do. You know, if they play better baseball, you better spend better than they are right now. Sully, thanks for your time. Thank you. Glad you're back at work. I speak speak for Barbara. Glad you're back at work. Paul Sullivan, Chicago Tribune, columnist. Barbara, the letter writer, always worried about him. So take a break. When we come back, um, cultural zeitgeist moment, a wonderful comment on the White Sox and some of their hires. The um, the Pac-12 apparently is getting a bit louder and kind of pants the back the Big Ten at least in this in this version of it and um, royalty lands in Boston. But 37 years ago, a cultural zeitgeist moment. We'll bring you back to that. This is Saturday Suckage. Packers suck. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. They stay at home and party with their Goyesha family. They disappear one day each year and pass the eggnog round. 
But it's all right, cause that's the night the Jews control the town. <laughs> Welcome into the Christmas season, celebrated Saturday suckage style. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Welcome in, welcome back. Take you up to 2 o'clock. So we have, I forgot to mention before the break, we have another serving of Studzinski and meatballs. Let's get to it. Saturday Suckage presents Studzinski and Meatballs. Sit back and listen as the score's number one Bears fan, Adam Studzinski, unleashes his inner meatball. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now, you're going to hear about it. Hello, my friends. What up? Studzinski and Meatballs is back on Saturday Suckage. I'm so Glad that we get Justin Fields back to play the Packers this week. Just so damn excited. Going two weeks without Justin Fields playing felt like an eternity. It felt gross. I need Justin Fields in my life, and I especially need him to come beat the ever-living out of the Green Bay Packers. Because you know what? Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, and losing to this team twice a year every year. Oh, and by the way, Uber Eats, I got a bone to pick with you. I don't use you anyway, but I'm definitely not going to use you now because I saw Justin Fields tweet about you this week saying that you lost his food or you didn't deliver it to the right house, whatever it was, and he had trouble getting a refund. That is some How dare you do that to my quarterback? You are on the list, Uber Eats. You're on the list. Ugh. I mean, how dare you? Remember, I'm rooting for you. We're all in this together. And as always, bear down. Studzinski and Meatballs here for you every week, no matter what. We don't answer the question why. We just do no matter what. I didn't Jamar, expect him to go in on Uber Eats. <laughs> no, did not either. That's why we That's why we listen. You show up at Studzinski and Meatballs because you may hear something you've never heard before, right? Isn't that the old saying? I think that's what they say. Jim Margulis of Sox Machine tweeted this out. <clears throat> Daryl Boston on his fourth White Sox manager because they can't afford to lose their renowned outfield defense and base running. <laughs> he got all that one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there you go. God. I love Jim Margulis and, and Josh Nelson. The Sox Machine is terrific. So the Pac-12 just got a little bit louder. Report by Pete Thamel of ESPN. According to sources, Deion Sanders and his associates have spent the week recruiting on-field staff, support staff, and transfer portal players to Colorado. While a deal hasn't been finalized, Sanders has been preparing for his exit to Boulder after the SWAC title game. So maybe it's just me, but if the Pac-12 is getting Deion Sanders and the Big Ten is getting... USC and UCLA, after what we saw from USC yesterday, wow, big win for the Pac-12. Big win. It got louder, better, more interesting. All right. The Prince and Princess of Wales, Bill and Kate, as I call them, we're such good friends, landed in Boston this week. 
Celtics coach, I love when athletes, coaches, sports people are asked about these kinds of things. If it's Greg Popovich being asked about something political or something that, okay, I get that. But this, okay, the Prince and Princess of Wales land in Boston. So, of course, the Celtics coach, Joe Mazzulla, gets asked if he got to meet with the royal family. Quote, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? I'm only familiar with one royal family. I don't know too much about them, but hopefully they're Celtics fans. Sure. There you go. All right. Uh, Our cultural zeitgeist moment occurred 37 years ago. 37 years ago this week, Ivan Drago said this. I must break you. I must break you. How great is that? I must break you. Do you realize, Sean Sears, Ivan Drago said a total of nine lines in that movie. Wow, I didn't even think it was that many. <laughs> yeah, Rocky IV, he had nine lines. You will lose. I cannot be defeated. I defeat all men. Soon I defeat real champion. If he dies, he dies. He's not human. He's like a piece of iron. I fight to win for me, for me, until the end. And of course, I must break you. I must break you. Man, he's so he's such a massive figure in that. And he only had, I feel reading this and learning this, he only had nine lines, was like realizing, being told, Bruce the Shark and Jaws only showed up about four times. He only had about four <laughs> Something scenes. like that. <laughs> yeah, so... So did you ever watch Orange is the New Black? Before I close the show, I want to get to this. Did you ever watch Orange is the New Black? Yeah, I've, I've seen the show before. Okay, so the guy who played Desi Piscatella, the oh. guard? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, his name, Brad William Henke. He died this week. He oh. died in his sleep, according to his agent. He played Desi Piscatella in Orange is the New Black, star of seasons four and five. He was. Did you know he was an NFL player? I did not know that. What? <laughs> he played for the Broncos, and he had got a couple snaps in in 1990 Super Bowl, which remains the most lopsided Super Bowl ever, a 55-10 to 10 loss by the Broncos. Whoa. He played. He was a lineman, Brad William Henke, 56, who played Desi Piscatella on Orange is the New Black, was a former NFL player. I had no idea. I watched the show. I loved the show. I had no idea. And his career ended, his NFL career ended in 1994, and he went to pursue acting, and he landed in Lost, Dexter, ER, Law & Order. Of course, everybody is in Law & Order and that walk. And then, of course, Orange is the New Black. Whoa, I didn't know he was in Lost and all that, too, though. That's crazy. Desi Piscatella. There you go. All right. That's it. We're done here. We're done with Saturday Suckage. I'm sure you're done with us. I need to thank this 815 texter. Steve, loving your show. Bang. Listening while sewing a quilt for my daughter. Now, how many listeners can say that? I don't know. But I'm glad you were entertained. I'm glad you had something to do while you were sewing that. And 708, I personally don't like edibles. They put me in a coma. Smoke weed every day. There you go. This is Saturday Suckage. 
If nobody important listened, I'll be back next week. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.